Well, let's park it there for a moment. And after the break, when we come back, we'll talk a little. Welcome back. If you've just joined us, you are listening to The Insight. My name is Anissa Isak and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. We are joined by Brother Ghulam Manar, who is a lecturer at the Universitas Dipo Nogoro in central Java, talking to us about the Indonesian elections. Now, you mentioned a new capital. Um, I, I, I think our listeners would be quite interested to know um, the capital called uh, Nusantara will be moving to East Kalimantan. That's a huge undertaking by the government, especially seeing the logistics behind this. Tell us a little bit about this new capital that Indonesia is envisaging or is actually in the pipeline at the moment. Okay, so uh, uh, as we know that uh, current capital of uh, the Republic of Indonesia, Jakarta, right now is very dense. So uh, we, we cannot you know, navigating the development of the urban uh, development and also the problem that occurred just like the uh, the the water the sanitation and transportation so uh, president jokowi and he tried to uh, trace back to the previous government just like the policy of moving the capital actually already exists since the first president of Sukarno. But right now, I think that's the, the moment uh, when the current capital is no longer can accommodate the, the system, uh, no longer can accommodate the development of urban. So it needs to be moved. But, you know, as, as, as you said, that this is a big, big things that we we need to uh, to do uh, yeah and uh, consider about the area of Indonesia that stretch so uh, so uh, uh, we we try uh, the president try to put the new uh, capital exactly in the middle of the country so Kalimantan if we can see in the in the map it is exactly in the in the center of Indonesia but if it's in Java of course it is very difficult because Java is already uh, habitated by nearly uh, 40% of uh, 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 inhabitant so it is it is that we, we don't have any are the choices instead of moving the capital into the area that uh, actually it's uh, it's provide with the opportunity to build uh, buildings and any kind of uh, development that not have to throw away the existing people. Of course, this is the threat of because this is the 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 huge forest that we have to change uh, those landscape into the buildings and the activities. But we believe with the president and the team that they use environmental uh, strategy to accommodate, uh, you know, the the demand from the uh, environmental civil society that they have to consider about the degradation of the environmental. So this is something that we 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 cannot just okay we we agree or disagree rather than we need the solution. And president many times uh, uh, says to the people that just like another country that they also 
moving the capital due to the density, due to the accommodation that we are developing countries and we try to develop uh, our country even better. So we need to bring something that adequate for those kind of development. Absolutely. Well, it's it's going to be a challenge, I think, for the next president coming through. But looking at um, the rise of nationalist and conservative sentiments, uh, not just in Indonesia, but globally, how do you see the political alliances shaping up for Indonesia's, up, you know, the elections right now? Yeah, uh, I think uh, we experience uh, those kind of ideology in our previous election. The uh, the took war between the nationalists and the religious faction uh, still appear in any kind of election, even at the local election for, you know, uh, choosing the mayor, region, governor, and etc. However, for me, uh i believe that it is only temporary we don't have any permanent uh, faction and uh distinction between religious and nationalists we agree that our political parties uh, mainstream actually consists of two kind of those ideology religious mostly uh, islam and also the nationalists but for the pragmatic interest for the election in any kind of level, sometimes they can also working together. Uh, in the election 2019, uh, Prabowo uh, was backed by the Islamic uh, or religious faction, whether Jokowi uh, was not. But in the middle of this uh, administration, Jokowi can uh, offer proper opposition in the government. And this kind of distinction between religion and nationalist uh, political camp is disappeared. It means that they existed, but the distinction between those kind of values only appear in the certain of issues, particularly within the election or within the sensitive issue. So this is not a permanent uh, permanent position that face-to-face uh, -face between uh, religion and nationalist faction in politics appear in the Indonesian political landscape. Mm. Uh, now, when we also look at elections, one of the important things that come up is the younger generation and what role they play in po politics. How is the younger generation playing a role in Indonesian politics and how are their preferences influencing the electoral outcomes? Yeah, uh, right now we have uh, what we call the uh, demography bonus that most of young people, actually more than 50% of the voters right now uh, mostly is young people. But in some area, we can see that some of young people also interested in the politics. They become the candidate for the parliament member, they supporting the presidential uh, candidate campaign, and etc. In some position, I have, this is something that promising, that even though they're still young, they have a measure of political perspective. However, in some areas, I also see that 
maybe uh, it's much bigger young people that not really pay attention to the politics. So we, we still have this as a problem because politics is very important. But we have political party and also civil society organization that they try to attract the young people to involve not just in the political practice for running uh, for the official, but rather for the works of you know civil society. For instance, during this uh, this election, there are many election watch uh, organization or committee that initiated by civil society. Just like Kawal Pemilu, yeah, watch the election, they use the digital platform and they invite young people, including me, to participate, to pay attention to each uh, polling station that close to our resident, and then we cover the report and then we send it using the uh, website or digital platform. And the 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 conversation in the social media and etc for me it's reflecting that more young people have attention to the politics not just in 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 term of you know supporting the candidate rather than they also want to make sure that process is fair the process is clean the process is transparent so people can access about the process not only about the result so it is promising for me that more and more young people involved to the politics Yes, and I think that's a good thing, seeing um, you know uh, that young people need to be involved and understand the processes as well as get involved in the running of the country because they are our future leaders. Um, you mentioned fair and uh, you know equal justice, all of those things with regards to politics and the elections, but there are also concerns about corruption and inequality. And how are candidates then proposing to address these issues on their elect uh, election platforms? Yeah, uh, I admit that uh, not all of candidates they have, uh, you know, uh, a good intention for uh, addressing the problem because you know in the election it's just like a template about a rhetorical things that oh we we have to curb the corruption we need to address the inequalities and etc and etc right but uh, I didn't see it appears intentionally in all of the presidential candidates. Maybe only two that so far that I can uh, uh, identify that the candidate who really knows about how to address this kind of problem, uh, inequalities and also corruption. And the rest, I think, or the other one, I think uh, they, they're not really concerned about uh, this kind of issues since in my opinion, they're not involved directly to the day-to-day -day, uh, governance process. As we know that uh, two presidential candidates were former governor of the Greater Jakarta and also Central Java. And of course, uh, they have enough experience to deal with this kind of problem at the grassroots level, at the society level. So they say to us during their campaign a very detailed address 
of you know how to deal with this kind of problem how to solve the problem and involving people because right now both of them uh, they admit that government can not work alone government needs the support government needs to work together with different kind of entity as the stakeholder of governance for instance with the private sector with the civil society or with the public at large so this is something for me that uh, the other two candidates they really know about the problem and they know how to address it mm. Now, when we, we also look at the issue of human rights um, in election narratives, what are or are there specific policies that are being proposed to safeguard and promote human rights in Indonesia? Uh, I, I, I don't think that those kind of uh, ideas uh, come up in the discussion or even in the debates that we that we held for the prior to the election uh, this is very sensitive in in our country as you know uh, that we are tend to be a uh, particularistic on the human rights so uh, some sometimes or many times the particularistic is try to pull human rights uh, according to the values of our culture so the general human right just like uh, happening in the western europe or in the uh, northern america is not really fit with issues in uh, in our country and most of that i think the campaign team the success team of the presidential candidate they try to move away from those kind of sensitive issue particularly for uh, for a certain candidate uh, so they, they, they try to move away and to provide the sexist issue just like the economic development, just like the food security, job security, healthcare and education because they believe that this, is, this, this kind of issue is more comfortable when we discuss to, to the people because not all of the people understand about what actually human rights in the idealistic uh, uh, idealistic terminology rather than they still concern about their basic need something that really uh, happening in their uh, daily life mm, understandable so looking at um you know the impact of technology uh, i'm not sure how your um you know the election process would work in indonesia but what has the impact of technology and social media been on election campaigns and also the political discourse in indonesia whoa that's a tough question but i think that's 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 uh bring the very very big impact not only for the election not only for the campaigns but but also for the political and the social matters in Indonesia. You know, uh, with the social media, people can easily transfer the information, even though it might be not true, but people already circulate it. So many people know about it. So this is what's happening from the election to election, that the impact of the social media and the, you know, the internet is very, very high. 
So sometimes people just rely on this kind of information, even though it's considered as a false information, it's hoax. Therefore, the state, the government under the Ministry of Communication and Information, as well as civil society, also establish the 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 channel for verifying the 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 information whether it is considered hoax or not so this is something that we still works and i believe that not only in indonesia but also in different countries that the spread of the social media also influencing the democracy the government the politics and shaping the political perspective of the society therefore i think uh, we need to make some uh, balance uh, regarding information from the social media uh, and also from the internet government and so civil society they do with those kind of counter in information but in uh, after the election 2019 i think many individual philanthropy and also civil society in indonesia they also make a project a uh, kind of digital literacy in fact that my university universitas diponegoro also help the summer course that involving student lecturers civil society activists and also media to involve to the digital literacy so this is something that the big problem but we also have a challenge to resolve it yes that is a problem especially when it comes to misinformation and disinformation so now that the elections are in full swing and um, you know the results obviously will be uh, you know out in a few days probably what potential has there been for unrest or disputes surrounding the results and are there measures in place to ensure the peaceful and a fair electoral process um, taking place yeah i believe that we have uh, for the uh, internal of the election apparatus they have uh, what we call uh, uh, the, the assembly for the ethical uh, we call it TKPP in, in, in Indonesian term but also we have the sub, uh, uh, constitutional court that just like in the 2019 that when uh, we experienced dispute on the election we bring it to the constitutional court and once they make decision that's a final and uh, binding to our uh, our uh, policy so i believe that uh, there won't be any kind of uh, social unrest or any kind of disrupt destruction or dis destructive behavior from the parties regarding the election result uh, because I believe that we also learn from the previous election that every every kind of dispute and conflict we must settle peacefully into the constitutional court. That's that's I think that we are very optimistic. Uh, whatever the result of the election, personally for me, I have a candidate, of course, but I, I openly. Uh, 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 accepting the result of the election because all those candidates is the 
the the appropriate candidate, the best person that supported by the political parties as well as uh, elite of the politics. And after it decided, our 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 uh, our job is to make sure that they will do what they already promises to the people. As simple as that, and I believe using our wisdom, it means that we are still have the you know the the people who have influence in the society, just like ulama, just like a religious leader, uh, and etc. They will you know uh, uh, control uh, their follower, their uh, their uh, supporter to make sure that we have a noble election. Alhamdulillah, that's a breath of fresh air coming from, a, you know, a country as big as yours and as a person who belongs to a political party to be able to say that because we, you know, we're not hearing the same from other countries. So that's really a wonderful, um, you know, uh, situation to face. And I'm sure that inshallah, we can say that the credibility and impartiality of Indonesia's election commission in overseeing the electoral process will also be, um, you know, one that, that, that will go through um, without any incident. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah. Thank you. We believe that uh, the problem is always there, but we always have the way to solve the problem. That's the key, the key point of uh, any kind in political and social situation. Now, this year is being called the year of the vote because numerous countries have been preparing for very pivotal elections. How do you perceive the significance of this moment for global democratic landscape, um, you know, from, from looking at Indonesia and where she is as a country today, comparing it to what is happening across the world, um, you know, looking at foreign policy, looking at your internal uh, local structures. How do you see Indonesia going through the next few years, taking all of that into account? Yeah, uh, I believe Indonesia will still uh, uh, taking a strategic uh, role and a position uh, internationally, starting from the regional of Southeast Asia. We are the uh, we are last last year we just handed the the leadership of ASEAN to uh, uh, Thailand, if I'm not mistaken. And we also handed the leadership of G20 uh, to India, right? And I believe that along with the principle of uh, free and active uh, foreign policy, Indonesia will play important role in, you know, uh, navigating the global uh, political situation. So uh, we start with, you know, the region in Southeast Asia uh, that. Uh, we think that the Secretariat, Secretariat of ASEAN based on Indonesia. So it is easily for us to, you know, invite our neighboring uh, countries to discuss about the problem in uh, the Southeast Asia. Of course, uh, uh, the, the, there are some problems, for instance, the, the Myanmar, the, the Philippines right now, that uh, there is a dispute between the president and the vice president, etc. Uh, the the you know the uh, the tension with China and also uh, globally situation that not really uh, not really promising but 
I believe that with the with the with the stable domestic uh, uh, political situation and also the you know the maturity of the people and mostly young people that knows that we are not only dealing with the domestic politics but also the global and world politics. I believe that Indonesia would like to extend those uh, strategic position regionally and also globally. One more question, and I think uh, this would be the last one. How do you see the outcome of Indonesia's election shaping the country's political and socio-economic trajectory in the coming years? I think this will depend wholly on who comes into power. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, because, uh, you, you know, uh, as as I said earlier, that uh, used to be Prabowo had to have with Jokowi in the 2019 uh, presidential election, right? But after Jokowi elected and then uh, taking uh, into the office, uh, he invited uh, Prabowo and also uh, his uh, vice president candidate Sandiaga to become the minister in the cabinet. And this is, I think, that the uh, 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 something that uh, regarding uh, managing the conflict. This is something that uh, what we call in any kind of conflict, we make some, uh, uh, I, I forget the terminology that uh, they, 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 they together in the cabinet and also governing this country uh, quite well, right? So I think no matter uh, who will be elected as a president, those kind of pattern will will always happen in the future because we believe in the unity. Uh, we are different, but we have to unite as our symbol of Pineka Tunggal Ika. We are different, uh, uh, but we have to be one. So reconciliation, I think, after the election is very important. Uh, we, I just discussed with my fellow that maybe all of the uh, candidates will join the cabinet in the future if they offer opposition because we don't have you know a uh, uh, very stand political uh, political perspective rather than okay we try to be pragmatic in terms of what is important for our national interest i think 2000 election presidential election shows to us that how this kind of uh, event still make our country in a peaceful situation. Yes, that's absolutely true. Jazakallah I should say, Tarima Kasi, uh, for talking to us this evening. We really, uh, you know, we don't get to speak or learn a lot about what's happening in Indonesia. So Jazakallah to you for giving us an insight into the political situation and the elections taking place. Inshallah, we'll keep in touch. But we're really gra- glad that you made time for us this evening. Yeah, Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Well, Thank um, you for it is an absolute pleasure, Shukran, for your time. Um, and as they say in the Malaysian language, terima uh, kasih. I hope yeah, I got yeah, that right. Yeah, because... yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shukran for your time. Much appreciated. All right. I hope everything goes well and the counting of the votes takes place and that we know the uh, results of the election soon. Amin. Amin. Inshallah. Amin. Amin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.